and his uh, provision in our deepest need. Um, how many experienced God that way this week? Amen. Amen. Um, and it is true that you meet him when you really are down in the dumps, nowhere to turn. And that's our God. He turns up. He never fails us. The story that you heard read, and by the way, I, I do need to make one other mention, and uh, that's uh, uh, Pastor John Gray. Um, got some news from him this week. And, um, you know, the incredible email, if you got it, and were privileged to get that email, uh, that the same doctor who diagnosed him with cancer, after the latest round of tests, declared him free of cancer. And uh, so he is just uh, encouraging us, those of you who have been praying for him, to continue to pray for him. He's got one more operation, and he's, he's jumping up and down because he wants to get back to PNG. <laughs> And um, keep working for the Lord. So praise God for that. And uh, God is a prayer answering God. And uh, by no means is the journey over. I'm sure there are many other ups and downs that he will face. But with God, he will be able to continue serving God. So that's an item of praise as well. Whenever you read this story, uh, or certainly whenever I read this story, I'm reminded of um, a play that we did back in uh, Sri Lanka when I was a 19-year-old, and I was uh, very involved with Campus Crusade for Christ, and uh, we put out a drama called The Epic of Man. So going all the way from the creation through to uh, almost through the whole Old Testament and into some parts of the New Testament. There were various scenes that were de depicted dramatically and uh, it was meant to be an outreach function and there were lots of non-Christians in the crowd, mainly campus students and uh, um, people who, would, who were studying. And uh, when it came to this scene, uh, what was meant to happen was there was a, a make shift altar built in the center of stage and there was a thin wire lest the audience see it which was strung from the altar up to a point up there and there was a guy hidden behind a curtain on a ladder and what he was meant to do was to light a rag which had been dipped in kerosene oil and let it slide down the rope so that it'll go and light up this uh, the, the, the altar. And uh, what happened was, and there was a narrator who was, unfortunately, our coordination wasn't very good, but uh, th there was a narrator who was sort of standing somewhere where a uh, brother over there is sitting, and uh, uh, she could not see what was happening on the stage. So she's reading her script, and uh, uh, when she came to the part, and she said, and the fire of the Lord came down and burned up the sacrifice, there was no fire. Because the guy up there forgot to light the rag. So the rag came down without the fire. So, um, so there was pandemonium. There was commotion. And everyone said, stop, stop, stop. And then we had to do a take two. But what happened was the whole impact of the play was lost at that point. Because people were expecting to see the power of God. And they didn't see the power of God. And... Um, 
And I'm glad we are not bound by human error and weakness today. Because when God answers, he answers definitively in our lives. There is no guess game or we are not waiting for some human being to light a fire that will come down and stir us up. The answer comes straight from heaven, which never fails. And so I am always reminded of that event when, I, when we read this story. And it's, that's not the reason I picked this passage, by the way. But um, it was, um, I was listening to uh, some comments made on this story by Dr. Michael Yusuf. And um, it stirred me to study it a bit more. And uh, uh, these thoughts are... Um, uh, given as a result of that particular interaction. And I, I, I pray it will bless you today because it, it can be that we read this story, familiar story many times and miss some of the critical elements of this story. I would focus a lot on what Elijah did. Um, but just to put this in context, the, the theme of the talk this morning is Opinion or faith? Opinion or faith? Our world, as you can see, is being driven a lot by human opinion and not the authority of God's word. We challenge creation. We challenge the fact that God made man and woman. There are many challenges going on in the world, and it appears that we are ruling our lives today by opinions more than the word of God. So the question today is, are we going to rule our lives by opinions of people or are we going to rule it by faith? Faith in God, which never fails. The Bible, in fact, has a message that runs right through it and it says this, the just shall live by faith. The just don't live by the opinions of learned men. The just don't live by the opinions of the majority. The just shall live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's what the Apostle Paul said. He said, I'm not going to trust anything else. My learning, I'm going to keep it aside. But I'm going to just rely on the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because he loved me and gave himself for me. He's brought me out of darkness and he's introduced me to this light and I'm never ever going to look back. That's what the Apostle Paul said. No matter what happens to me, they can beat my body, they can take my life, but I am not going to give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that needs to be the fervor of God's people today, that we don't go halting between opinions, that one day we are doing this and next day we are doing that, but fervently seek, set our eyes on God and on Jesus Christ and follow him. Because he never fails, as Tasha sang. He never fails. He's never failed me once. He's always there for me. To give you a context of this story, of this event, Solomon was anointed to be king of Israel after 
the great King David. And Solomon had the honor of building the temple for God, a magnificent temple that he built with all the riches that he had accumulated. But after his departure, because he took some bad decisions in his life, he married someone who he should not have married, and uh, these women turned his heart away from God. And so his two sons grew up halting between opinions, and they didn't know which way to turn. And the kingdom eventually got split up. That was what God said, I'm going to rend the kingdom out of your hand because you have been unfaithful to me. So here's something to think about. Today you might be God's favorite and tomorrow you may not. Because if you don't follow God, in God's ways, God said to him through the prophet, I'm going to rend the kingdom out of your hands. I'm going to tear it apart. Rend means tearing, right? I'm going to tear it apart. And he took a piece of cloth and tore it in half to say it's going to be split. And just as God said, by the way, God's word never fails, right? So just as he said, the kingdom split. Jeroboam, a guy called Jeroboam, went north to Israel. And uh, Rehoboam, the other son, stayed south in Judah. And ten tribes followed Jeroboam up north, and two tribes sat with Rehoboam in the south. And what Jeroboam did was, and of course the temple was in Judah, so it was in the south, and the people who went with Jeroboam up north would say, well, we've got to go to church. We've got to go down south. And uh, Jeroboam felt afraid of this because he felt that if the people kept going down south, they'll get induced to go back to Rehoboam and that his kingdom up north would be weakened. So what he did was he said, I'll fix the problem of worship. So he took God's place and he said, no, 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 we will do it some other way. And he erected two golden calves. And you remember the golden calves that were erected a long time before that, when the children were in the wilderness. And he said, these be your gods. You worship them. No need to go down, go down to you know, why take a journey? Why take that long journey down south? You can worship these. Here are your gods, he says in 1 Kings 12, 28, that brought you out of Egypt. See how he makes wrong connections? Who brought the children of Israel out of Egypt? The Lord Jehovah brought them out of Egypt. He's the one who made the way, the provision to bring them out. So he makes these calves and says, these are your gods. They are the ones who brought you out of Egypt. So he confused the people and made them worship these idols. Not only that, he made temples in high places. So every high place, every little mountain, every little elevated place, he made temples. He appointed priests who are not Levites. So God had said the priesthood can only come from one tribe and that was the Levites. But he just randomly picked men, popular men, and said you can be a priest. You don't need to be of the tribe of Levi. Allow people to do what they wanted. A familiar pattern where it said the people did that was right in their own eyes. And so very soon, 
there was this convoluted, polluted worship going on up north in Israel, where people were worshipping Baal and all kinds of false gods were coming in. When evil is given free reign, it enslaves us into destructive patterns and the heart of God is forgotten. Holiness disappears. You will do, you will compromise on many things because God's now gone out of the picture. Ahab marries a woman by the name, and then Ahab, and every king who came after Jeroboam did worse than Jeroboam. You, you go through 1 Kings and you read through chapter by chapter and you get these words and he did more evil than the one before. The one who came after did more evil than the one before. And he doesn't say what they were, but they became more and more evil. Ahab comes on the scene, one of these evil kings, and he reigned for 22 years. I sometimes wonder why God gave him 22 years. Why not knock him down after six months? In fact, some guys got knocked out after seven days because they did something that was wrong. But God gave this man 22 years. And for most of that period, he did that which was evil in God's sight. He married a woman by the name of Jezebel, and Jezebel brought in Baal worship and built a temple for Baal. And Baal was a god that was a god of fertility and uh, every evil thing that you could imagine. And he made groves and pro provoked the Lord. Groves means that he made uh, uh, gardens where, where there was sort of very lush gardens. And he made that a place where people would gather and bring all their idolatry and worship in the shade of those trees. They would be worshiping these false idols. Wooden images were created, groups of trees where pagan worship was encouraged. And very much like strange women turned the heart of Solomon, if Ahab's heart wasn't evil already, Jezebel made it worse, ten times worse, and uh, made him worship Baal and introduced Baal worship into the nation of Israel. In other words, rubber stamped it, stamped it and said, I'm the king with my authority, you're okay to worship Baal. And brethren, isn't that happening today? Are things being rubber stamped in place of authority and saying it's okay to do this and it's okay to do that? What would we as God's people do? Do we hold on to the scriptures and say, that's not what God said? Or will we go with the popular opinion of the day. Belief and faith came under siege. A nation would all, that would always go before God and ask for God's guidance before they moved from one place to the other, now did what was right in their own eyes and didn't even have a conscience that would prick them to say what you're doing is wrong. God was replaced with created things. Holiness replaced with pollution. A single eye for God replaced with multiple vision, pandering to the lusts of man fueled by the devil. 
And today that's very much the nature of the game. There is multiple visions, not a single eye for God. But people doing this, that, every day there's a different vision that they see. God's judgment had visited Israel. Famine and drought had come upon the land. And God was going to speak to his people through judgment. In an age of multiple choice, what do you choose? What do I choose? Even our exams are now multiple choice. You can guess your way to a credit pretty, pretty easily if you're smart. 